Hello there. Welcome to a completely unscripted episode on the podcast based completely around water because my girl would not stop begging me to make one on water. I made the fatal mistake of saying, yeah, I'll do one on water on like my first episode and now people have been asking me, hey, Shad, do one on water, do one on water, Shad. I was like, oh, fine. There's a problem though because I don't know how to, I can talk about water for at least 10 minutes, but here goes nothing, I guess. And I'm not going to talk about water being, like, essential to life. That's so blasé and cliché. Let's just go into something more entertaining. Okay, entertaining is probably the wrong word. Let's just go into something that isn't science-based. Although I will brush over it real quick. Water. What is water? The molecule H2O, dihydrogen monoxide, essential to all life as we know it. Every single organism on Earth, ranging from the smallest creatures, single-celled organisms, to the most complex creatures, like humans and fucking elephants, I don't know, need water to survive. Water is a solvent that works well with most biological molecules in the body. Therefore, we like using it to transport things, do chemical reactions in. It's just all around very good. And it's a neutral pH, which is great. Chemistry's whack. Yeah, don't take it for A-level. And um, that's the science part of water out of the way. But there's so much more to water than just the fucking science, you know, like... Let's start with the simple aspect space around water. Drinking water. I'm sure many of you have seen that post that talked about how warm water tasted round and cold water tasted pointy. Does that make sense? I think it does. Water at different temperatures has almost a particular texture, if that makes sense. Cold water is quenching, but it also kind of hurts sometimes, whereas warm water can be, well... It depends, really. Sometimes it makes you gag. Sometimes it just hits a spot very nicely. You know, water is a very circumstantial thing. I think it's critically underrated, to be honest. Like, I love water. I drink two liters every day. At least that's what I aim for. Currently, I'm on 1.5 liters, according to my water bottle. So, it's going pretty well. It's good for your skin, good for your body. It makes you piss a lot, which is, like, the only downside to it. Water's great. Drink water is what I'm trying to say. Now... I think it's very easy to skip water and go for the other things in life, like a fizzy drink, a soda, or juice. Those are great in their own respects, but I treat them like desserts. I don't really drink fizzy drinks. If I do, it's just one glass, and I'll have it after a big meal at the end of the day. And for juice, I only drink that really in the morning with breakfast because I don't. I'm really aware of, like, acid erosion. And my teeth are already fucked. I can't afford to have them more fucked, you know? Do you know how much braces hurt? They hurt a lot. I don't even wear mine half the time because I can't eat with them. Incredibly irritating. Why don't people just drink water instead? It tastes like nothing, and that's the best part about it. It's the ultimate palate cleanser. Nothing cleanses a palate more than something that literally just resets your mouth to a state of standard balance. A, a state of nothingness. Water is bloody grey, alright? Don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Anyone who says that they don't like water is just a fucking coward. Face it, you know, like, you're weak, you're pathetic. Like, I'm not saying Hitler was a good man. But I'm saying that maybe the concentration camps should have been used against people who denied water as being tasty. Anyway, that's enough about drinking water. 
this wasn't what I was meant to fucking talk about. I was meant to talk about, like, the sensation of water and, like, how it felt. I love swimming so much, alright? When I was a younger kid, and I wasn't body conscious, you know, when I was just a fucking little boomer with two legs, I would run about and always be like, Mum, can we go swimming? And then she'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Because, you know, my mum's chill like that. And I just loved swimming so much, but I liked the way water surrounded you. It's like being hugged in every direction when you're underwater. The pressure is very, very comforting in a sense, even though that sometimes the fear of not knowing what's beneath your feet, apart from an abyss of dark blue, can be quite paramount. And if I was ever stuck in water, open water in the dark, I would probably piss myself and shed a few manly shad tears. But I still love swimming purely because of how freeing it is. There's a certain release and sensation you feel when you're submerged underwater. It surrounds you. It penetrates more than just your skin and goes right into your soul. You can feel it almost... Yeah, you can feel it hugging you. That's what it feels like to swim. And then there's different temperatures of water that you can swim in. Cold water completely energizes you it just changes you from being whatever you are into this very alert mildly pissed off energized human being because the body you know is warm 37 degrees internal temperature you want to keep it at that cold water disrupts that so your body starts doing extra work to maintain it very good for you actually and then there's warm water and hot water warm water is incredibly comforting so is hot water I live right in front of Aqua Springs uh, Spa, so once a month or so, I'll go down there with a few friends, and we'll just muck about in the saunas and the hot tubs. The hot tubs are really, really nice, because it's just a feeling of the comfort, the warmth. It's like having a piece of summer with you wherever you go. And it's incredibly refreshing. You can feel all of your sins of the day being drained away in that hot tub, once it's surrounded by all that water. Water, I consider water a vessel. A vessel for emotion, a vessel for texture, and a vessel vessel, a vessel for temperature. I've talked about water transferring temperature enough. Now, what about emotion? Well, we associate rain with sadness. And honestly, it's difficult to not do that. Who likes waking up on a cold November day... Looking outside, it's still kind of dark outside. It's like the sun's groggy. That's what November's like. The entire month of November, the sun is groggy. And it's cloudy, and it's pissing it down. Actually, no, it's not pissing it down. It's doing that weird thing where it kind of looks like fog, but then you realise it's just tiny drops of rain. And that's the worst type of rain, because it's so small that there's no avoiding it. You can't just... Be like, oh, it's just big droppers, you know, you can run past it. No, you can't do that. It gets everywhere. It goes right through all your layers, through all your coats. It fucking sucks. But there's also some other types of rain, you know. Sure, we have that depressing, sad, blithering fall that a November morning rain is. But what about a rain in summer? It's been a hot day, you know, the afternoon rolls by, convection currents do their thing, and suddenly you have these magnificent storm clouds brewing in the distance, and you can just sit there on your porch or in the park or wherever the hell you live, 
listening to the gentle rumbling of thunder in the distance. And then before you know, you feel that cold draft that lifts every single worry of your day away. A cold draft sent down from the heavens above by that thundering cloud and billows of water vapour. And then you feel it, the first drop of a gentle rain. And then a gentle rain becomes a much more stoic rain. And before you know it, you have a thunder shower. Lightning arcing around you in the distance and thunder becoming an echo, a booming echo, a cacophony of chaos and energy from above. It's like God has opened down his palms from below, from below, fuck, that doesn't make sense, from above, and is unleashing this torrent of just nature's majesty upon you. Thunder, lightning, and thunderstorms are some of my favourite natural phenomena, purely because of how energetic and refreshing they are. I'm Bangladeshi, so I often go to Bangladesh for my holidays in summer. And because summer is also one of the hottest months in Bangladesh, we have different season cycles, we get the monsoon. And the monsoon means that every afternoon, without fail, you'll get these huge billowing clouds. And these are nothing like you'll see in England, okay? I promise you that these are completely different. These clouds just tower for miles even though we will never have a true sense of scale of what these clouds are like unless we're right next to them like in a plane you can tell that these clouds are fucking gigantic and then you can just see the lightning arcing in between them from so far away you can see that flash of purple and blue all of that generated by water because water vapor molecules rub against each other creating a static charge that must be released eventually that's all done by water that sheer energy, that sheer chaos, that raw beauty is all transferred just by water. In case you didn't know, I fucking love water. I love thunderstorms. I love watching them happen. I love just sitting by my window and watching the rain pelting. It's like watching a little kid get beat up for being a dickhead, but this time it's the glass pane being beat up by water. That's a weird analogy, and probably something that will get me on a list. I don't care. I fucking love rain, and I hate little shits. Hmm. And of course it's something more, you know. I have this very comforting idea of dancing in the rain. I love dancing in the rain, okay? Like, it has to be that right type of rain. It has to be that heavy, soaked core rain, but it isn't like freezing cold November rain. It's that thunderstorm rain, that rain that you can tell is coming and you want it to come because it's so hot, you want it to refresh you. That's the rain that I dance in, that's the rain that I love to dance in, that's the rain that I share, the rain that I talk about with people I love. Dancing in the rain is one of the most comforting concepts to me because it's just so pure. Is there anything purer than mankind appreciating nature's majesty and living in the moment? There's something very, very appealing about standing there beneath these million-ton clouds and letting the rain soak you from top to core. And there's something even more comforting about doing it with someone you love, you know. Just grab their hand, do a few pirouettes. Pirouettes? Is that what it's called? Pirouettes! That sounds cultured. It's incredibly, incredibly pure and wholesome to do something like that. Dancing in the rain will always be a favourite of mine.
I urge you to dance in the rain if you ever get the chance. And if you ever get the chance to do it with someone else, take it. Those aren't common, okay? If you get a chance to dance in the rain, with even if it's, even if it's just a mate, doesn't have to be a lover, then take it. Because it's such a liberating feeling. I used to do it all the time with my cousins in Bangladesh. And we would just go out there onto this dusty little porch and just muck about for like an hour and get soaked and then get yelled at by our parents. But we knew that they wanted to join in as well and they only didn't because, you know, their parents they have to look stoic. Sometimes they did join in and we all had a bit of fun. Dancing in the rain is cool like that. It brings out the inner childhood of everyone. It's that very primal human instinct to jump in puddle. You, you know, you want a child who's a puddle and they're like... The little monkey brain goes, hee hee, shiny puddle, let me jump in it. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, it never goes away, it's always there. Your primal monkey brain only becomes more repressed, it never truly goes away as you grow up. Hmm, I made a podcast about uh, fucking water, that's an achievement. I love water, I love swimming. In Bangladesh, when I go there... Um, we have lots of lakes because, you know, the nation is basically just one big river delta. So there's loads of rivers and therefore loads of lakes and it rains all the time. So there's plenty of places to go for a swim. Obviously, some of them aren't the best idea to go swimming in because of leeches and snakes. But you can sometimes take the risk. And at our ranch, yes, we have a ranch. There's like cows and shit. It's very cool. Um, There's a few lakes and me and my cousins will always go there and the afternoons or summer days fish for a little bit and then dip in there for a cool down and it's very interesting to feel the different temperatures of water the top layer of the lake will be warm the bottom layer will be lukewarm and then where your feet are it's like almost freezing cold and you can feel it moving and shifting beneath you you can feel the temperatures changing as you move around with it it's like a own little atmosphere I guess you know it has its own little currents even though it's this tiny little lake I like swimming a lot. It's a very, very comforting thing for me to do. I actually intend to start swimming again very regularly. I'm aiming for about once a week. I'm going to start during March because that's when my shred starts. And everyone knows that swimmers are toned as fuck. So, you know, hoping to piggyback off their benefits. But that is an episode on the Shadcast about water. This episode is dedicated specifically to the bitch listening. You know who you are. I love you. She's going to yell at me for calling her a bitch now, but I'm not going to stop. She's my bitch, okay? She calls me her fucking baby. I'm not a baby. Oh my gosh, I love her, though. So, this concludes this episode of the Shedcast, where I successfully talked about water for 15 fucking minutes. Thank you for listening. I love you guys. And all the feedback you guys sent me is really, really wholesome. Please keep it up. I want to learn and grow. So keep it up. Thank you, guys. Bye.